0: Kevin Warren talks about his appreciation for Justin Fields being a Chicago Bear. We're going to talk a little bit about the clip that had the Bears universe going kind of in his spin. We're also going to talk about Cole Komet's comments on the current QB situation and a more cost-effective defensive edge option than Daniil Hunter in this upcoming free agency. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host, there Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So there was a 19-second clip dropped yesterday from Kevin Ward uh, in his interview with Jared Payton of WGN News. And I've never seen so many people read so much into a 19-second clip, both positive and negative. And don't get me worried. word, the, the words that Kevin Warren issued here were poignant. And I, and I, and I like what he said. And we're going to go ahead and play a little bit of the clip here. Justin has a rare combination of intelligence, of size, of strength, and speed. You forget how big of a, of a man he is until you're up on him. He's not a small man. And so I just think every year he's going to continually get better. Um, and um, so I'm glad he's on the Chicago Bears. And you know, you got the people who are taking now this this statement as being a stance in favor of keeping Justin Fields. You also think of a, of a, you may, you know maintaining maybe trade value and things like that if the price does go high. Uh, you know, as far as Justin Fields, there's a lot of things to be taken away from this clip. And the thing that ultimately I want to say with this is we know that the Chicago Bears do still like Justin Fields, right? We know that, but the, the but the Thing is, even as somebody who, you know, somebody I would like to see Justin Fields get an opportunity with improvements made on the team, it, like, we you you understand that, yes, this team likes Justin If they didn't like Justin Fields, if there wasn't something in Justin Fields that they still did like, they this wouldn't be a tough decision. Justin Fields would have already been moved. They may have made that decision last season. There are things that this team absolutely likes about Justin, but I think ultimately in being level-headed and fair on both sides of it, the reason why the Bears are you know are, are weighing this situation so heavily is what they have to do is because they may not be in this situation again. This is a unique situation in in, in the NFL period as far as having the number one pick in back to back years. One of it being because your own team was bad, and this year being because you made a really great trade last year for that number one overall pick. But the Bears are in a unique situation, and had the Bears, like I said, not let's say they did not have this Carolina Panthers pick. I don't think the Bears will be looking to, even, or even considering, really moving on from quarterback. They may add some depth there, right? But I don't think they'd be seriously considering drafting quarterback in the first round if it wasn't for the talent in this in this round as well. And Drake May and Caleb Williams, two players that you know, again, that generational tag has been thrown around way too often, but are two damn good quarterbacks not coming prospects coming in this draft. And so the unique situation on top of where the Bears sit in getting ready to have to pick up Justin Fields' fifth-year option, which I believe is going to be a little bit over $20 million. All that scenario is now bred this thing where the Bears have to really review everything, and they're going to review all options per what Ryan Pohl said at the end of his press conference. They will do their due diligence and evaluate all quarterbacks, including Justin Fields and the quarterbacks in this rookie class. They're going to do it. They're going to evaluate everything. And so that it's it should not be shocking from anyone that Kevin Warren, that Ryan Poles, that anybody in the Bears brass has positive things to say about Justin Fields, outside of just, of course, wanting to maintain some trade value and things like that, this team does have things they like about Justin Fields, period. They just do, and I know that that's going to trigger some, you know, Justin Fields, the people who don't support Justin Fields to hear that, but this team likes aspects of Justin Fields. They absolutely do, but that does not mean and that will not keep them from moving on in this draft, if they really review it as they they look at these rookie quarterbacks are giving them a better chance in the future, they will do that as well. It's the unique situation that the Chicago Bears find themselves in that have them at this crossroads that they're looking at a player that they do like, that they do like, and that they do you know like his mindset, they like his mentality, they like the fact that you know, even throughout all the turmoil and things going up and down on the team that he's kept the, a positive attitude. But the fact of the matter is is that Justin Fields, even as a guy who is a field supporter, I have to admit, he had the opportunity to silence all those doubters. Now, it wasn't all in his control. It wasn't. Luke Getzey was terrible. Our offensive line at times were terrible. All those things matter. And I don't care. I know some people are going to say, well, other, other rookie quarterbacks. Di- it doesn't. That's, that's their situation. Every situation is different. Every quarterback needs a different situation to thrive in. And But that is also part of why this conversation does exist here. When you see rookie quarterbacks make it to the to the playoffs, even though those teams aren't perfect and they may be better coached teams, again, it raises the questions of, if, can we get a guy who even amongst the turmoil, even amongst the things that we have, looks better at that QB position? Again, these are not questions that I'm saying, but these are questions that are going to legitimately be on the minds of people that are trying to build this team because it is their job to remain completely objective and try to put this team in the best situation that they that they can possible. That doesn't mean there aren't going to be misses. That doesn't mean there aren't going to be shortcomings. That doesn't mean it isn't going to be bad trades, a.k.a. Uh, you know, chase Claypool trade. They're going to make mistakes over that journey, but you have to review everything. So, you know, I saw that 19-second clip, and don't get me wrong. It was good to say all those things that he said about Justin are true, and it's good to hear. But it's not; it should not be shocking by anybody that Kevin Warren, Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus have positive things to say about Justin Fields. They should, they will, but the t- decision that they make is out. It's more than just the positive view that they have on it now. To say to say that. There you could absolutely look at this and saying, hey, this is an endorsement that this guy, Kevin Warren, really likes Justin Fields. And to to the point, like Ryan Poles will have to be wowed both in to make a move for the number one overall or to trade the number one overall pick, but also to decide what he's gonna do with this quarterback. He's gonna he's going to evaluate, work out, go to pro days of every single quarterback option that's at that's at the top of this draft. He is going to do it. And while we could talk about it, and I've talked about that, maybe we could see Justin Fields move at X, Y, Z date or, or whatever. This may go through that, the, that the bears may, may draft. And Adam Schefter has talked about this recently, that it has been discussed amongst the bears of doing that option of keeping fields and drafting a quarterback at number one. Now that is an extremely unlikely. And even Adam Schefter did say that extremely unlikely scenario in all of this, but there is that chance in that as well with this team still having things that they like, but what I would like to see, again, if you're going to make a decision on a quarterback, make that decision. Regardless of who that quarterback is that you're going to do, that quarterback deserves to not have to look over their shoulders. Now, their level of play needs to dictate that as well, right? So that comes down to it also. But this team, I I, I would hate to see that be the scenario that this Bears team put themselves in if they drafted quarterback number one and keep Justin Fields here. I just I don't think that that's the best scenario. I get it. Maybe you can drum up and and even make trade value high. but the quarterback positions in the NFL, they are going to fill up fast in free agency. And the ones that feel comfortable in taking the shot at it in the draft are going to do that as well. So, you know, the, it, it's it, it, you're going to have to strike the market while it's hot. Right. And when you strike is almost as important as what you move uh, in the trade market. So I don't see that as like a hugely likely scenario, but that is something that's apparently being in tuss, well discussed internally amongst the Chicago Bears front office. And they're going to have to make that decision when it comes down to it. Again, this, as I keep saying, and I will keep saying repeatedly, ad nauseum, I do not envy the position that this that this front office is in. I don't. I don't envy it, it at, at all. But ultimately, it is your job to put this Bears team in the best situation for the present and for the future. And Ryan Poles has done that uh, already. When you look at, like I said, when I talked to yesterday about the haul we got back for that number one overall pick, has already be, be, been being been almost trajectory changing for the chicago Bulls. and not almost it has been we got another number one overall pick in that we got tyreek stevenson in that we got darnell the pick that became darnell right in that right and we got another future second coming down the line i think another future third coming in as well we got picks coming for the for it, until 2025 from trading one pick in 2023 and so when when you look at all of that combined Yeah, the Bears are definitely weighing a lot of options on what this could mean for the future and the present of the Chicago Bears. I don't envy that situation at all. And so, you know, like I said, I I say all that to say this. I'm going to summarize it all and bring it home. It doesn't surprise me that Kevin Warren has positive things to say about Justin Fields because, despite what some people will tell you, there are positives about Justin Fields. There just are. And just like with some people who want to deny the positives on Justin Fields or the people who want to deny the negatives around Caleb Williams or the positives around Caleb Williams, it's a situation and scenario that this front office is in. They have to ask themselves a lot of tough questions, but they got to find the tough answers to those questions so that this Bears team can get to the place where they have said that they want us to be. Kevin Warren came here saying that this needs to be an organization that's about winning championships, that's about getting to Super Bowls. you got to start making that and forging that path now, and this could be a big step in what that future is going to look like for the Chicago Bulls for years and years and years to come. Let's hope that they get it right. Now, one player that has recently made their opinion known on the quarterback situation is, is Cole Komet? Cole Komet was uh interviewed and he said this regards to Justin Fields. He's handled things from the beginning like a pro. There's a lot of uncertainty in his future, but he's decompressing. Justin's gonna handle whatever situation comes to him like a pro. The NFL is unfair. This is just what it is. If they find a better, cheaper option at any position, they're gonna do that. That's what they're gonna gotta evaluate. If whoever they're gonna take at number one is better, that's this business. That's what this business is. And so some people have said this, and I've read articles that have said this as Cole commit throwing the Chicago Bears under the bus. I don't think that. I think this is being honest about the harsh reality that is the NFL. These jobs aren't.
1: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. dot com, and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
0: Are, aren't it's it's hard to hold on to these jobs and positions in the NFL, especially when you have new crops of players coming in every single year. And that's even without the questions around Justin Fields or, the, or having the number one overall pick. The jobs in the NFL are always about what have you done for me lately. And, you know, some people could say that maybe this is Cole Komet coming to that realization that there's going to be a change at the quarterback situation. Or this could be, hey, this, this ain't fair. I don't like how y'all doing my boy and Justin. Whatever it is, again, you got to come to the realization. And for the Bears fans that say things like, well, if the Bears team does move on from Justin, they're going to have a ride in the locker room. These guys are professionals. And, you know, they may have their own feelings and it may impact what they do with future contracts and things like that. I'm not saying that it, that it won't. If this, if a team sees a player that they like, especially the player that's throwing to them, and they see that they feel like they're done dirty, and a DJ Moore whose contract is up, I think what, in another two years, maybe it's a year uh, after next season, um, but whenever that's done, they may look back at that and come into those negotiations and say, "Listen, I see how y'all did X, Y, Z. I don't know if that's gonna, I don't know if that's gonna get my loyalty to the team overall when I feel like you guys aren't loyal to us. We've seen that across the NFL. Now again, that's me adding my own." Thoughts and speculation on it, not reporting on that by any stretch of the imagination. By the way, if I ever say I'm reporting on something, what the fuck am I doing reporting? I'm 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 here. I'm a pundit. It is what. No, just I'm just talking. Uh, but so it, it just comes down to those. Uh, again, it's the realization. The NFL isn't fair, and it, and it, and it and that's just the reality of it. Uh, these teams have to make tough decisions. And some of those tough decisions, we, we often forget that there are lives behind it. There, there are families involved in this too, having to move X, Y, Z. And I know some people look at it and say, well, they're millionaires. Yeah. Okay. Move. You got to move to go play a game. I can understand that mindset too, but that does not change the dynamic of the human element in all of this. And that's what I think Cole Komet is speaking to the most here is the human element of it all. And that's the thing that I took out of it. I didn't take that. He was necessarily throwing the team under the bus. I just take it that he was being real and honest, and we want that, right? We we The access that we have to players now, the access that we have to just people who are involved in our favorite sports in general is at an all-time high. And so, you know, I, I like when people are honest. I like when they're fair, and I like when they say truly what's on their hearts and their minds in regards to this situation. And that's why I'm glad that the players speak out on it, that DJ Moore has been so vocal on it. But even saying in that, hey, they may not listen to me, but for, for what it's worth, these are my thoughts, Right. And that's why you get, like, the even the ex-players speaking on it now because so many other platforms exist out there. You know, it, it's a harsh reality playing in the NFL. And it to, to keep a job in the NFL, especially a starting job at being a quarterback, it's tough. And, you know, hey, the, like I said, the Bears are in this unique situation. They got to make a tough decision. It may not be so tough according to some fans, but it's a tough decision nonetheless. And, you know, I think the players even in being in that, and the uncertainty around that for Justin and for the people that do, the players that like playing with Justin, it's real. They're going to have to, you know, unfortunately deal with this this offseason, and we'll see what comes out of it. So there you go on that one. But with that said, I, listen, I get, I I have to cover. This is a little peek inside of ba- of baseball, football, to a degree, or podcasting maybe I should say. I, I I cover all the news with the team, meaning that if news drops, I'm going to cover it on the show. That doesn't always mean that, it's the i'm really tired of the quarterback conversation not because i'm tired of Justin Fields or tired tired of Caleb Williams i'm tired of some of the the actionists around it from fans but i think ultimately it comes down to i'm just ready for this team to make a decision so we know what's going to happen right because once that decision is made all right, now what what is the team going to look like? And you know, for the for the more kind of knee jerky, the the uh, the extremists, in, as far as like the, on the Justin Fields, Caleb Williams situation, they're like, oh my God, what's what's the Bears draft Caleb Williams, these podcasts not not saying us these podcasts, oh my God, they're not going to have a platform. Oh my God, they're well, they're, we're going to see what they do now. How much do you really love the Bears? First of all, shut the fuck up. This is We are Bears fans first. And, that, and the thing in what we say, and even to me getting into a, a little back and forth in the comment section with somebody yesterday, we are Bears fans first. But that does not mean that we don't have players that we're going to lean towards. That's the part of having and being a diehard of a team. You have players that you like. Hell, I was one of the guys that was very vocal. Me and Bobby were very vocal on pay Roquan Smith. What was the saying? That was our first year of this podcast. Pay that man, I think is what we kept saying when it came down to it. But what this team did, they had to move on. They weren't going to give them the money that it, that, that they were given to, and it ended up being our whole linebacking core together, which had some rough patches. Not 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 saying they didn't, but we like this linebacking core. We moved on the linebacking core that we brought in. We're going to support them. If you are a fan of a team first, and you like I said, you can have your your thoughts on what you want to see the team do. But if you if your support of that team completely goes away because they don't do just what you want them to do you weren't really a fan of that team i've been a chicago bears fan for 37 years 37 years i'm 37 years old and while they i I've, I've think the bears have done handful of players dirty over that time i've never stopped being a fan of the team so don't allow the 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 way that a a, a certain podcaster a creative has has a player that he likes on the team make you think that they can objectively still review and be a fan of that team once that decision is made you got to make it and go, and I wish more fans took that mindset, too. Like, I get it. People love Justin. People love Caleb's, and they they are going, regardless of what the Bears do, they are going to be fans that are absolutely perturbed and pissed the hell off by what, what the Bears decide, who the Bears decide not to keep or not to be the quarterback next season. But at the end of the day, it's this. If the Bears do win, if the if the decision that Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren re- make at, for the quarterback situation re- results in the Bears winning and you're still sitting there saying, "Oh, but but man, we gave up Justin, we didn't draft Caleb Williams, but the team is winning?" Then you got to ask yourself, "What do you really want out of it?" Do you want do you want a certain outcome or is your ultimate goal seeing the Chicago Bears win? That's the ultimate goal here, seeing the Bears win. And that's why I keep saying Make the best decision and choice that are going to put the Bears on a path to being a playoff team. Then, hopefully, a NFC champion, and then hopefully get to the damn Super Bowl. That's what it all comes down to. Let's make those right decisions and let's get to a goddamn bowl. Can we do that, please? That's ultimately what everybody wants in this, right? Even the people who are who are uh, uh, who are uh, you know radicals in regards to their opinion on it. They just want this team to win. And there's nothing wrong in it. There's a common ground that every Chicago Bears fan have. I'm sorry that it seems like I'm on a TED Talk. We want this team to win. Just win. That's it. And I know that that makes it sound easier than what it is, but just make the decisions that are going to make this team be that team that we all know that we deserve here in Chicago. But with that said, let's go ahead and move into the last topic today. So, I know Daniel Hunter has recently popped up as somebody who reportedly the Bears are high on, and they could target early in free agency. Now, Daniel Hunter brings his own doubts. going to be 30 years old. The market for him is going to be extremely high. You're going to have to overpay. Well, not overpay, because I think he's going to be worth it, but you're going to have to pay big money for Daniel Hunter. But what are some other options for these Chicago Bears if they do either strike out on Daniel Hunter or, you know, they, they just decide to not pay him that money that he wants? And there are other free agents that definitely can fit the Bears. Now, I'm not saying they're at the same level of Daniil Hunter. I'm not saying that at all. But you have uh, James Houston. You have uh, Gross Matos, right? You have Bryce Huff. Of course, these are all guys that have, that have big names and possible free agents. But A.J. Impenensa, I want to talk about for a second because this is a guy who recently popped up in an article on Bleacher Report, and he's a name that I admittedly really hadn't thought about, but he is somebody that can be gotten for way cheaper. Now, he doesn't have the eye-popping stats. Nine uh, solo tackles last season. He played in 15 games, 20 total tackles. He had six and a half sacks in both the last two seasons. He has 15 and a half sacks over his four years in the NFL. This guy who's solid in the run game, solid in the pass game. He brings a lot of things that you could like. And he could be a really good option, especially if you do, you know, decide to go other options with your draft picks and don't draft an edge. I think this is a guy with playing with Montez Sweat. And with bringing that pressure from the interior defensive line, hopefully we we get some uh, some pr- progress from, like, Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens in that interior defensive line. A.J. And Peninsa, Peninsia, I believe is how you pronounce it, from the Buffalo Bills is a defensive end, 25 years old, 6'6", 260 pounds. This is a guy who fits the timeline of the Chicago Bears. He's young, right, uh, but but still has enough, uh, enough experience as well that you're bringing in. not Again, not the – a-list blue-chipper free agent signing that you're going to get. But I do think that this is a guy He also had two interceptions last season. So take that for what you will. This is a guy who forces turnovers as well. He has one four fumble force. He he's he's a tough player and I really do like him. Two forced fumbles over the course of his career. I like this guy. I like him a lot, man. Sorry, three forced fumbles over the course of his career. This is a guy who I do think like once he came on the radar, it's like, "Hey, man, and he played college uh played in Iowa in college. We know those guys breed tough defensive linemen. I really like this guy, man. I think this is a guy who really could end up shocking some Bears fans if he does end up being the signing. So look out for his name to possibly be called for the Chicago Bears. Man, listen, I I, I like the guy a lot, man. And watching this tape as well, he's projected to get a salary of only $5.6 million. He brings a lot of the things that Matt Eberflus likes in the defensive end as well. So he'll be 26 at the start of the season. Listen, I... I think this is a guy that we can get in. He can play really well, especially playing with somebody like Montez Sweat. So if the Bears strike out in Daniel Hunter, he's a guy that the Bears could absolutely pivot to that I think could still bring a lot for this team. But let me know what you guys think down below. That's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentralojima.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag that happens Fridays and Saturdays, The number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. Thanks to you guys. And like I to in every episode on, Chi-Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a
1: presentation of The Break 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 Media. Media. Media.